get out the card and the seat back and look over how to prepare for a crash landing. And we're like, what are you talking about? And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like we know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 66. Not sure if there's going to be a 67, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. We are talking about what I thought my last moments on this earth were going to be. We get our question of the week, and this one's a little bit different. It's actually an audio question of the week on how to keep athletes motivated at practice. I respond to a survey entry about parents knowing and not knowing the score sheet. And we're back at it again with our coaches tip A through Z. And today we're on the letter E. But before we get into that, do us a favor and share this podcast with someone who loves cheer as much as you do. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents and on the other side of this microphone is a real life cheer mom who represents you parent listeners and asks all the questions that you guys have at home don't be less when you can be more be more it has been too long how is life oh my gosh it has been a hot minute like i'm so glad to be back here you know the cool mom slamming it down for you guys everything like i'm so excited (laughs) you're so funny (laughs) you know what (laughs) so (laughs) i'm gonna skip over that for right now i don't want to get off on a tangent but (laughs) you're funny b so um no, but people, we usually record these episodes about a week in advance, right? We fit the week, we record a week, they re- release the week later, but it's the summer, you're busy with everything, and you know, so we're like, well, let's get some interviews in. And so we are a good like month ahead of schedule where we didn't have to do anything. So, you know, for everyone, they're like hearing podcasts every week, but we I haven't talked into a microphone in like a month. So I forgot how to we do this whole thing. We haven't talked in forever because we've had all these guests on. So it's like our first episode back in a while. And B, let me tell you, a lot has happened. We're on episode 66, and there's a reason why we say I'm not sure if there's going to be an episode 67. So can I tell you my my story and why I'm – it's a non-cheer-related story, but I, I just figured you got to hear this. Yeah, I want to hear it. Are you sure, Are you sure, B? Yeah, I definitely want to hear it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So, all right. So we're on our way to Sioux Falls, South Dakota to work with Dakota Spirit, which are, you know, our our weekly, our weekly, our yearly trip out there to work with them for stunts, right? And so we had a layover in Denver. And so we went LAX to Denver. No, we went Bakersfield, Denver, Denver to Sioux Falls. And from Denver to Sioux Falls, you know, we're on the runway. This We're taking off. We're on the one runway. And the plane swerves, right? Like legit swerves. 
And I'm like, that's kind of weird. Like, I've never been on a flight where the flight swerved before, right? Like, it swerved on the runway. But we get into the air, and I'm like, okay. And I remember thinking, like, we should try that again. Like, (laughs) but we're already in the air. So I was like, well, I guess we're safe now. Like, we're already up. Like, there's no reason to come back down just to do it again. But it was really weird to feel your, you know, it wasn't raining. It wasn't snowing. It just, right, right off the runway. Okay. So it's smooth. Everything's good, right? And I think it's like a two-hour flight from... Denver to Sioux Falls. And we get down to the last 30 minutes. He's like, all right, you know, there's your captain speaking. We are on our final descent to Sioux Falls. And just want to give you guys a nice little heads up. Uh, The fire department will be there when we land. And we're like, oh, okay. I guess like that's kind of weird, but no big deal. He didn't sound panicked. He didn't say, you know, he just said, hey, the fire department's going to be there. I didn't know why they're going to be there, but he just said, the fire department's going to be there when we land. I'm like, okay, whatever. And so, you know, we're on that final descent. And, you know, that's when they turn on the, you know, the seatbelts. You can't get out of your seats mm-hmm. any longer. And so I'm like, oh, I got to pee. So I need to pee, like, right now. So I'm looking back to the bathroom because I don't want to wait in line. So I'm waiting to see when there's going to be no one in line where I can just go straight to the bathroom. So I keep looking back to the bathroom and I see the flight attendants back there and they are rifling through like this pamphlet, like this bright yellow pamphlet. They're like going through and go like, like just going through it. Right. Like they're studying for a test. And, and I was like, man, I was like, do they normally do that? Like on, on these flights, like maybe I'm just like, so in my own world, I don't notice that they always go through procedure when, when we're about to land. But I'm like, well, they've done like thousands of these flights. Like what don't they know that they're like have to re you know, review it right now. Cause they're like going through again, like they're taking a test, right? They're going through, going through. Okay, whatever. And then, and then she gets on the flight attendant gets on the, you know, the system and it's like, Hey guys, we're going to need you to locate your nearest exit and, you know, for uh, emergency landing. And we're like, what? The nearest <laughs> exit? And I'm like, okay. And, so, and then the lady next to me is like, what is she talking about? So you see everyone kind of looking around, looking for the nearest exit, right? And I'm like, okay. So I don't even see an exit. Because we're on one of those small, dinky planes, right? Yeah. You know, you know when you fly out of Bakersfield, you're on those super small planes? So we're on mm-hmm. one of those going to Sioux Falls. And so there's not an exit row, like, in the middle of the flight. So I don't even see an exit row. I'm like, where is the exit row in this place? It's, like, way in the back, right? I'm like, oh, there, okay, there it is. So that happens. And then they go, um, if anyone is military or law enforcement, can you please help with the evacuation? And we're like, what are they talking about right now? And you see people like hopping up, like, I'm military, I can help. But they haven't made any like announcement. They're just like, um, you know, I see the I see nervous flight attendants looking through this pamphlet. They need us to locate the exit. Now they're asking for law enforcement. And then they get on again. And it's like, 
hey, if anyone or not anyone, please, you know, get out the card in the in the seat back and look over how to prepare for a crash landing. And we're like, what are you talking about? The the flight goes into panic, like of crash land, like what? So we we all pull that thing out. I'm looking lost. Like, you remember, you know, you'd be in high school and teachers like uh, turn to page 55 and you turn and they're reading some part of the book. And you're like, where are we at right now? Like, I'm trying to scour this thing. Like, where is the crash landing like portion of this paper? <laughs> and so, and, you know, everyone, my adrenaline is now like up because it is it has just got real. So I'm looking, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm looking at. I literally just look at a blank, you know, it's all cartoons. So I'm just looking at cartoons like, what is going on, right? So that happens. And then she gets on the microphone very shortly after that. And she's like, attention, attention. We are now preparing for an emergency landing. You need to practice your braced impact position. And we're like, what? She's a and and you can hear it in her voice now. You can hear it in her voice that something is not right. Like she's like shooketh. And you can hear like very like you just hear the tremble in it. You know, when you hear people yeah. who aren't used to public speaking, talking in front of people, like, oh, they're really nervous right now. That's exactly how she sounded. Like stumbling over her words and like you know, the whole nine telling us to get ready for this crash landing like get ready you know to go and she's like when we yell brace 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 get down in your brace position and brace for impact and we're like is this flight about to crash right now i'm telling you b i i I can't even describe like what it was i mean we're thought literally i thought oh we're i'm going to see the pearly goat I'm going to see the pearly gates today. Like, that's literally what I thought. So we're up there. um, And um, she gets on the microphone again. All right, guys, we're going to come through the aisle. We're going to come through the aisle, and you need to practice your brace position. We need to see everyone's brace position. And so they go, and she's like, brace, brace, brace. And they're coming, running up and down the aisles. And, you know, we're trying to, it's me, Ash, and Joey. And so we're trying to figure out how we hold Joey and like, should I hold her? Should Ashley hold her? Should this happen? And so it's all this stuff going on. And I'm like, man, this is, this is it. Like, this is how your boy goes out. And um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. So during all this, I put my, uh, my headphones away. Cause I had my headphones on, listen to a podcast or something. And I don't want to have any loose articles on me, right? I'm trying to be, if we got to make an escape out the plane, like, you know, I don't have any loose appendages. So I put my headphones away, put them in my case, put my case in the backpack, in my backpack. And I remember like 9-11, right? And I remember hearing about families, like the passengers on, on those flights, like calling their family members, like, hey guys, Want to let you know that I love you, but terrorists have taken over, you know, and just, you know, their last words, right? And so, like, for some reason, that was, like, in my head. And I was like, 
all right, I guess I get my affairs in order. So I'm, I send messages to my family, right? I, I'm trying to send voice messages. I didn't have Wi-Fi on the flight, but I figured eventually we're going to get low enough and this is going to get through. And so I send a voice message to my family. I send another voice message to staff. And we're still up there for a while, right? Because all this happens in like the first 15 minutes. Something we still got 15 minutes. And I send one to staff. I send one to another friend. And then I remember like my parent, like no one responded back to me. Like my parent, like no one in, in the family group chat like responded back. And I was like, that's kind of weird, right? <laughs> no one cares about me. And so I was like pretty vague on it. Like I didn't want to scare anyone. I was pretty vague. And uh, I sent another one when I was like really, really nervous. I sent another one. And then someone on staff, actually, no, I sent one to my family, someone to staff. And then someone on staff had like laughed at the message, right? They, ha ha. And I'm like, what is so, what, what? Maybe they think I'm joking right now. So I sent another one to staff. I'm like, hey guys, our flight is going down right now. So I love you guys, and I just want to let you know that I love you guys and all this stuff, right? And then um, I tried to, like, check the message. Turns out I never turned off my headphones. So my headphones were still Bluetooth to my phone, so they couldn't hear anything. I was just sending blank messages, which is kind of oh. good because your, your boy was a wreck, so I'm kind of glad there's not a permanent, <laughs> permanent record of me <laughs> with my I last, what I thought were my last words. I was going to say, can we insert the message like now? <laughs> so, yeah, um, we land and we had, the, you know, we had the open, we had the windows open the whole time. And so, you know, we're looking outside and then the flight was like, fine. Like we're flying just fine. And I'm like, well, I guess if he keeps it parallel, we're going to be okay. But yeah, we land, we can, we can watch the flight getting lower and lower and we land on the ground perfectly fine. And just the emotions, like everyone on the flight is crying after we land. Everyone's like, you know, everyone just starts clapping. Everyone's so happy. And um, yeah, we landed just fine. So we are safe and sound. But I really thought we were. Did they ever find out what the whole thing was? Like why? Yeah, they said the, the steering went out and the hydraulic system went out. And so I'm not really sure how that would have impacted the flight. I'm guessing... Like, it can't absorb the the landing, and maybe that's what they were scared of. All they said yeah. was the hydraulics went out and the steering went out. And so when we landed, they slammed on the brakes, like slammed on them hard. And you could smell it. You could smell it. And we sat on the tarmac for, like, an hour after we landed. And then we had to get, like, tugged in by, like, a truck or something. Like, a truck pulled us all the way into the gate after we landed. I mean, we sat there for a while. The... The uh, fire department was there. Like, the whole time, there's a bunch of people there. Um, I mean, we landed just fine. But it was a, um, it was eventful. It, it definitely was eventful for sure. So, yeah. I am glad you guys are safe and sound. Me too. Such a, so not sure if there's going to be an episode 67, but here we are, 66. <laughs> Lord willing. Yeah, man. But yeah, um, how how's your how how's life been with you, B? I have almost completed school. I am so excited about it, um, and I 
am like so grateful to like the friends and like community that I have behind me at American because I have had more American parents some who I've just you know said hi and bye to that I don't like know like really really well um make appointments with me um while I'm at school for things that I need at school more than my own family or my husband's family has so I have all these people at American which is so amazing like it makes me appreciate like the family and the community that we have like so much more um so that's like a huge thing that's been going on for me and I'm almost done with that and then we just have you know our crazy schedule so far um with our choreography and making sure my kids rest when they can and that's about it you know there we go dude i'm glad to hear so many people are reaching out and um you know getting things done that's super cool i'm, I'm happy for you b this is legit let's Thank go you. making things if i got my nails done i would you know let you do them so thanks but you know maybe joey one day but yeah um all right b you ready to get into this um this sounds like that question of the week yes i have missed our sounds like that question of the week you know the Dude. one if you want fire music sounds like that fire music sounds like that order through them if you need to get in contact with them let me know i'll reach out i'll put in a good word for you and uh, we'll make it happen. So shout out to uh, Pratt Community College. I believe it's Pratt Community College. And shout out to OC All-Stars, both who have ordered music from Sounds Like That via the podcast. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. Shout out to them getting some fire music this year. They will not be disappointed. If you don't want to be disappointed, order music from Sounds Like That. Tell them I sent you. Here we go. All right. So we uh, question of the week is a little bit different. Someone actually figured out how to send me an audio message for the question of the week. I thought that was super cool. So we're actually going to play the audio message for you guys and uh, get into it. So if you guys want to do that, there's a couple ways you can actually do it. The official way that this uh, person do it did it, if you download the Anchor app, right? Anchor.fm. If you download that app, it's actually the podcast app that you guys hear us talk about that actually that we use to host it. You can go on there and actually find the podcast and then send like voice messages directly to the podcast that's one way you can do it or if you wanted to i guess you could just send us voice messages you could dm a voice message to us on instagram and then we could you know take the audio from that and play it on the but i thought that was pretty cool so let's uh let's hear what jen's question is hey jason my name's jen i am a second year elementary school cheerleading coach i've cheered my whole life i was wondering if you have any tips for actually coaching young kids and what to do i was just listening to one of your episodes about full outs mean what do you need to practice at practice so you just do one full out and then you're like oh man this is what we need to work on in practice so that was such an excellent tip and as a cheerleader i never really thought of that but as a coach that makes total sense so wondering if you had any more tips about coaching littles and how to keep them occupied and busy but still working really hard and getting to the end goal thank you so much and i'm obsessed with your podcast boom thanks jen for the question wasn't that cool b you could send that a little so voice cool. question. yeah so we're fancy now so we we out here so yeah she just skipped 
She skipped straight to the front of the line. There was a bunch of questions that we had lined up in the queue. She said in a voice memo, skip straight to the front of the line. So if you want to skip to the front of the line, you can do that again. You can just send us a voice little memo on IG, or you can do it the old school way. You could DM us. You could fill out the uh, survey. Actually, we're going to make our own link in the description, link in the show notes. You can click on there to submit a question of the week. So she wants to know, she coaches elementary, second, third grade, can't remember right now, but second, third grade young kids and wants to know other ways to keep the little kids motivated. So what I've really learned over the years is is just turn everything into a game. Like the kids love the games and it, the more you can turn things into a game or into a competition, the kids will be motivated to give their very best effort. So I actually learned this from How to Win Friends and Influence People. So I recommended that book in our book episode, episode 61, if you want to go back and listen to all the books that B and I recommend. But I'll put the I'll put the link for that book in the show notes again as well. But how to win friends, influence people. And that book, it talked about, yeah, just turn turn things into a competition. And it, you know, the example he used is he had there was a there like a car manufacturer, right? And the AM crew had knocked out six cars that morning. And so, you know, the manager put a big number six on the floor. And when the night shift came in, they were like, oh, what's this six about? I'm like, oh, AM crew got built six cars today. Uh, oh, okay. And so then the PM erased it and put an eight, right? And then the next day, you know, they put a 12, right? And so they're going back and forth the competition and obviously increase the uh, productivity. And so I just use that. I use that all the time. All the time I'll do that. Hey, guys, we're going to set the world record. This is the world record. This is what we do. And there's countless times I've done it. The other day at practice, we're trying to do this thing called the back hamstring matrix, which I learned at the uh, the spring tumble conference. Be sure to get your tickets. They're not on sale, but, you know. Anyway, I learned it from the – they did this back hamstring <laughs> matrix where they had to jump off the mat and then snap down and hop on the mat, this whole little thing, right? And so when I taught it to them, I only taught them how to do one round of it. I was like, but you're supposed to keep going – endlessly until you can't go anymore but the kids are really only doing two or three at the most and i'm like no like keep going guys keep going don't just stop but they're not really doing a bunch and i called the kid over or one kid was on it and i was like hey see how many you can do right now set the record and she goes and she did eight and i literally stopped practice i was like all right guys Susie just did eight uh hamstring matrixes let's see who can beat it right and as soon as that happened, the next kid was like, Coach, I just did 14. Awesome. New record's 14, right? And so turning things into games, like anything you can do to turn things into games will happen. Um, we did another game where – this is actually a super cool game. We made this up because last year we were just making up – you know, at practice, just trying to make up as many games as possible. We, we made this game up that I really liked. We brought a deck of cards to practice. And as you know, B, the kids have to be in their practice wear. Mm-hmm. and we bring this deck of cards to practice. Say, all right, guys, every time you guys hit your stunt sequence or whatever we're working on, pyramid, whatever, you get to pull a card, a random card from the deck, and that card, whatever you get, you get that value of the card. So if you pull an eight, you get eight points. If you pull a you know six, you get six points, right? 
And if you guys get to 50 points by the end of practice, then you get a free dress day. You can wear whatever you want to practice. And it was really funny because I remember when I was saying this, I was like saying, do you want to wear, you, you want to wear your blah, blah, blah? You can wear your da, da, da. If you want to wear your prom dress, you can wear your prom dress, right? And I'm just trying to be funny and get the kids all laughing, whatever, right? Senior Black got it, right? Most of the teams got it. But I remember when Senior Black got it, they came, a girl literally came in her prom, prom dress to practice that day. It was actually really funny. So, um, and poor Youth Black. Youth Black got 49 points, three practices in a row. Wow, wow, wow. Oh. Sorry, guys. But we had some great, uh, great practices. Um, another game we played, Keep the Kids Motivated. We did Stunt Group of the Night. That was super cool. I just took some random trophy from a competition and I was like, you know, this is no big deal. We got a trophy and I wrote stunt group on the night on it. It was actually really funny because I was going, you know what? This is the most coveted award award in the world. Do you think they have one of these at cheer athletics? No, they do not. You think they have one of these at Top Gun? No, they do not. This is the only one in the entire world. Guys, you want to be stunt group of the night and hold this trophy so we did this thing where they'd accumulate points and if they we would look for pointed toes in their heel stretches and if your stunt group had a pointed toe in their heel stretch then your stunt group got a point okay we're gonna look for the group that does that has perfect formations and if you were in perfect formation you would get a point right and then the group with the most points at the end of the uh, night you know Got to be stunt group of the night. We took a picture of them, put them on Instagram, and, you know, they got to be stunt group of the night. So that was super cool. So it's three quick games that – or th- three quick things I can give you as far as motivating the littles. But, yeah, just basically turning anything into a game will keep those athletes motivated. So, you know, that's where we're at, B. That's pretty cool to hear. Um, yeah. I have a question for you that comes – it's just a simple question. Comes from one of our parents, Miss um, Ashley Pettycord. She wants to know. Um, Man, you gave she... her first and last name. <laughs> yeah. She might want to keep it anonymous. All right, here we go. Nah, she don't want to. Um, she wants to know if you've ever had an athlete actually named Susie. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Okay, that was it. If I. Yeah, if I did, I don't think I would. I have had a, an athlete named Becca, though. But okay. never an athlete named Susie. Susie's just my generic name that, you know, we go with. But, yeah. Okay. So, hold on. That was a good question. Thanks, Ashley Petticord. All right. So, here we go, B. We're getting to a new segment I'm not sure if we'll continue it. We might continue it, but we've never done it before. But as you guys know, we have been asking you guys to fill out the surveys. You guys still can fill out the surveys if you'd like to. We'd love that. Get some feedback on the show. But, you know, we go through and read the surveys and read the comments. And, you know, you read it and sometimes it's like, yo, I need to respond to that. Like, I need to I need to say something. You know, like I, I got to respond to that, right? Not just respond to, you know, the the, the questions of the week submissions, but – you know, to some of the feedback that you've, that you've given us. So we don't have a cool name for this segment yet. I'm not even sure if we're going to do it again. We probably will do it again. But um, responding to the survey. Da-da-da-da-da. All right, B, give us our uh, 
What comment am I responding to today, B? You you are responding to stop assuming all cheer moms don't understand the score sheet. Some do. I know you don't believe me. Granted, not many, but some do. Dun, dun, all right, dun. guys. Dun, dun, dun. Stop assuming all cheer moms don't understand the score sheet. All right, guys. There was a couple of things. Every time I read this, you know, I go through, you know, surveys would come in and I'd read through all the questions again and read through the, the you know, because I'm trying to figure out for some reason, the way the survey sets up, it doesn't let me like, I don't know who the new comment is. So it's like read all of them to see like what the new comments are because I can't figure out how to just to read the newest entry, right? So I was gonna, so every time I read this, I'm like, ah, okay, so here we go. Here we go. So here's why I assume all cheer moms don't understand the score sheet. It's because most cheer coaches, I don't want to say most, so many cheer coaches do not understand the score sheet. And it, the score sheet literally changes every single season. And so it's hard for me to believe that when coaches struggle to understand the score sheet who do this for a living, that their parents, even if you're a super dedicated parent, that that you understand the score sheet. Because coaches don't, you know, there's a joke. We went to uh, the Bahamas and someone said something about the score sheet and then someone made a joke like we don't understand it either and said something about <laughs> you know you have to have a you have to have a law degree to understand the score sheet right and it's just hard for me to to believe that as much as coaches struggle with the score sheet that that a casual parent even a dedicated parent would understand the score sheet. So we had Chris Comfort on last week, last week, if you're listening to this right now, the last episode, episode 65, you know, uh, cheer boy mom on TikTok, who released mm-hmm. that video, right? That's how I got, that's how Chris got my attention was she released that video about the updates to the score sheet, which she did a fabulous job on. It was great. We sent it to our families and said, hey, there's a great explanation of changes happening to the score sheet. That video is already outdated. It's already outdated. They've already had at least three updates to the score sheet since that video, since tryouts. We've had at least three updates to the score sheet. I'm guessing most parents do not know that, right? That there's already been three updates to the score sheet, right? Um, I do our, I do the, these coaches clinics, coaches clinics, this summer, done a few, right? Coaches reach out, owners reach out, whoever. Hey, Jason, we'd love to have you at, at, at our gym to do a coach's training. What do you offer? And I usually tell them everything that we offer, right? Oh, we'll go over this. We'll go over this. We do a session on this. We do a session on this. And I'll go, and we do a session where I go over the score sheet or I do you know a score sheet training. And nine times out of the 10, the owner goes, oh my gosh, we totally need that. That's something our program needs and something that we struggle with. 
So if coaches, and there's, you know, there's other coaches out there or, you know, yeah, I guess coaches or people in the industry who have a nice little side hustle on just teaching coaches and gym owners the score sheet, right? And so if there's coaches paying other industry, you know, figures about the score sheet, again, it's hard for me to wrap my head that that parents, and you get it, and I, I watch basketball. I watch basketball and I watch football, right? And I understand the sports. Like I understand what's going on, right? And I'm watching, but I don't understand what's going on. Like, you know, like when I hear, like when I listen to some of these like basketball podcasts, when it's, when it's two NBA players like talking about the game, some of that stuff they're talking about is totally over my head, right? And I understand that when they shoot it, it's worth two points. And when they shoot it from far away, it's worth three points. And when you tackle a guy, that's called a foul, right? Like, right. I understand what's going. I can watch the game and understand it and, and watch it and enjoy it as a fan. But as far as like understanding the game, like I don't understand the game. I couldn't go out there and be a truly successful coach. I wouldn't know where to start as far as trying to coach it, try to coach the nuances of the, the, you know, the science of the sport to anyone else. So again, so parents can totally understand, you know, I guess parts of the score sheet, but it just, it one, it changes so much and there's so much involved in it. Like, I'm not trying to say this to be mean, but parent, there's just no way a parent, a casual parent understands the score sheet because it is so... It's, you know, it's some of it is black and white, but a lot of it just flat out just isn't, you know, um, there is, and I'm going to tell you this story. This is a very true story. Here's how I also know that parents don't understand the score sheet because judges, yes, I said it. There are judges who don't understand the score sheet, who judge our teams, who do not understand the score sheet. Now I'm going to tell you this story. I didn't think I was ever going to tell this story. I, I figured maybe eventually I'll tell it, but I, you know, but this is a true story, B. Um, we went to Spirit Sports. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I told this story yet. I don't think I have. Maybe I have. Can't remember. <laughs> I think I told it to our families. I think I told it to our American families. I haven't told it on the podcast. Anyway. Or maybe I just told it to the kids. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. I'm telling it right now. We go to Spirit Sports with with Jay Red last year. And we get mm-hmm. our score sheets back. And we're not in high range for running tumbling. And I'm like, that can't be possible because we have plenty of tumbling. We have plenty of tumbling. We should 100% be in high range. And I go and I challenge it and I'm thinking this is going to be easy like we got plenty of tumbling someone just made a mistake or whatever this would be fine wasn't even worried about it put in the challenge said yeah we're not in high range we do this many whips in the beginning we do like 13 whips right in the opening of the routine we're in range no matter even if we didn't do another pass after that we're in range um we do whip through the top, so we had a gang of them. And they come back and they um 
I talked to a judge. Now, here's here's actually the other crazy part. Remember at GSSA when I was just so upset when um, Senior Black went from they lost like two points in between day one, day two, they ended up losing the paid bid. Do you remember that? Yep. I was just not happy. So we have the West Coast scoring specialist. I think that's his title, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's who we talked to at GSSA. It, It was a heated conversation, right? Heated conversation. He did not end up changing our score. You know, Ashley's there. So, you know. (laughs) <laughs> you, you know, Ashley was I there, know. right? Gotta watch so, out for that lady. Yeah. <laughs> so she's not happy. Um, I'm obviously upset. And so the converse, we don't, you know, I don't feel like we all ended on the same page, right? And so, you know, tensions were high. So we end up leaving. I'm upset about it, right? She's upset about it. And he could just kind of feel, you know, he knows that it didn't go over well. We saw him again at Spirit Sports, right? He was there working Spirit Sports. He's like the West. So he's been to all of our West Coast events. I turn in the challenge. I see, and I saw him earlier in the day. And he like walked past me. He didn't really say anything to me. And I get it. I'm not mad at him. It was just like a, you know, I could tell. He's like, oh, I'm not sure if I should say hi to these guys. Because last time I talked to him, it was kind of, you know, tense. And um, I, I don't know this for a fact. I do not know this for a fact. But I... I just get the feeling that he saw our name like on that paper mm-hmm. and said, Hey, you need to take care of like handed it to someone else. Like another like judge back there said, Hey, you need to take care of this situation for me. Right. I like, I'll take care of this one. You take care of this one. Right. And I don't know. Yeah. This is just mere speculation, but that's kind of the feeling I got in the whole thing. Right. Um, through like some things that were happening in the room or whatever. Um, so I talked to this other judge. And again, I'm thinking this is open shut case that we're getting these points back. There's no way we, we, we're in range. Now, to explain this to you, the score sheet requires that you do, you know, X amount of skills, right? Hey, you need to do four stunt skills and those four stunt skills need to be on this list. And every year they're very specific about those stunt skills. You need to do skills that are specifically on this list. You can do other skills, but your four skills need to come from this list, right? They're very specific and they go over that again. You can do other things, but four of those skills, well, two of those skills, really, those two elite level skills need to be on this list. Those other two skills, they can be somewhere else, but those two elite level skills need to for sure be on this list, even if it's harder or whatever the case may be, right? They do not say that in tumbling. So the stunt list is exhaustive. They say very specifically, do these skills. Tumbling, they give a bunch of examples, but they don't say you have to do any of these specific skills. They just, they just list out examples, but they don't say you have to do these specific skills. And the judge on the stand was like, hey, the skills you did aren't listed on on this list. And I'm like, yeah, they don't, they don't have to be listed on the list. And then the judge that, so there's the judge on the stand and there's the judge that works in AccuScore. So you'll actually, when you go and challenge a score, you're not actually talking to judges that are on the stand. You're talking to like 
other judges, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah, you, the skills. So the second judge is like, yeah, the skills you threw, those whip through the tucks aren't on this list. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they don't have to be. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. See, yeah, you didn't do this skill. You didn't do these. I'm like, yeah, whip through the tuck is 100% level four. It's a level appropriate pass. He's like, no, no, yeah, it's, it's not on this list. And I'm furious because I know if I would just talk to the other guy, like the other guy would be like, yeah, Jason, you're right. Like, here, here are the points. But I knew I wasn't on his good side, and I didn't want to, like, blow up. Like, I didn't want to, like, cause a scene in there. Mm-hmm. And so I just like, no, no, no. It doesn't have to be on this list. Whip through the tuck is level appropriate. And he goes, yeah, it's it's not on the list, Jason. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? So we didn't get the points. So not only did that one judge, the judge on the stand didn't understand that it had to be on the list. The judge who, you know, the second judge I talked to, talked to, didn't understand it to be on the list. So just so everyone knows, the next day, you know, or the two days on Monday, I text a scoring director and said, hey, just clarify this real quick. Whip through the tuck is level four, correct? Like, yeah, explain the situation. Like, Jason, they're totally wrong. That's a level appropriate pass. Thank you. I'm just making sure I didn't go crazy, right? But they didn't work for Varsity. They worked for a different event producer who uses the varsity score sheet. And then I emailed the scoring director for varsity and said, Hey, and I CC'd everyone on that email. Believe me, <laughs> the scoring director. <laughs> Every, well, I'll have a copy of this. I said, hey, I need to clarify something real quick. Whip through the tuck level four. Yes. Whip through the tuck is level four. Thank you. I'm not going crazy. So why, Jason, why'd you tell me that crazy story? Because if judges don't understand the score sheet and coaches don't understand the score sheet and it's already changed three times this season and it's going to change more, it's hard for me to believe that parents understand the score sheet. And I'm not saying that to be mean. You can understand parts of it, but to say, like, I understand the score sheet is, just, you know, you know, Brendan and I on our way home from, you know, for, this happened not too long ago. Had to have been last season, I guess. But I remember Brendan goes, hey, did you know that um, elite stunts were cumulative? And I said, dude, I just heard that for the first time last week, not even joking. You had no idea, right? Half those words, you don't even know what I just said, B. Like, I don't even know what that means, right? And so, and half half the coaches listening to this just went, or at least last year, elite stunts are cumulative? Yeah, apparently elite stunts are cumulative. I had zero clue. So, He's like, yeah, Ted just told me that. What? Yeah, I just heard that. I didn't know. So, you know. (laughs) Anyway, I'm off my high horse. So, and one, and let's say there are parents who do understand the score sheet. It's better for me to assume that no parents understand the score sheet. It would make the podcast better assuming no one understands the score sheet than talking as if they all understand the score sheet because the reality is most parents don't understand the score sheet. And if I talk as if they do understand the score sheet, I'm just going to be speaking Chinese the entire time to everyone. Right. 
Um, and yeah, it's it's okay. There's no shame in not understanding the score sheet, you know. So, you know. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I talk forever. It's okay. It's okay. But it's okay. I understand basketball to a degree. I understand it, you know, and I probably understand it more than most people. But you know, to I don't understand it, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. So, anyway, B. Um. But yeah, we'll we'll respond to some um some more of your uh, surveys and. You can. I don't read them no more. <laughs> B got a taste of what it's like to be the cheer director. You know, I'm I get out. emails every day. B, I get emails every day, girl. Yeah. Cool mom out. Hey. No thanks. Go on out. Hey, don't let the haters stop you from doing your thing. B, hey, real quick. Real quick. Can I say something, B? Yeah. Yo, this is B dot more triple underscore. Y'all ever put some respect on her name. So this is my girl. <laughs> Guys, I'm not someone someone said this on the on a survey. Hey, even though we did have um Cheerboy Mom on the show, someone's like, you should have cheer moms, more cheer moms, like guest cheer moms. Guys, I love you. I'm not having a bunch of cheer moms on the show. We gotta reintroduce, like we have me and you, we have this thing called chemistry, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't be having a new cheer mom on every week trying to show her the ropes on how to do this, you know? So, you yeah, know. I don't know. They would probably only last one episode because they would not be able to put up with pre-recording Jason. <laughs> <laughs> if you only knew. True story, man. That would mess. That would mess. Yeah. But yeah, B, we love having you on the show. Um, I appreciate it. I like being here. I missed it so much when, when you called me last week or whatever. I was like right finishing up a client, and so I'm like, yeah, I didn't have my AirPods or anything. I just had like my phone, so I'm like, so I was like super short with you. I'm like, uh huh, Jason. Okay, yeah, we need a pod soon. I'm like, let me know when. Okay, bye, Jason. And you were like, yeah, I was like, oh, I guess he's not that excited. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I was like, I, yeah, I can this tell in your. I can tell in your voice that you were like, uh, okay, like rude. <laughs> but I was like just finishing, like I'm like, I need to wrap this up. This lady needs to leave my house. Like, I'm good. And then I was like, just let me know when. And thankfully, I don't know. I'm so excited to be back. It feels like yeah. a normal. Now we're back at it again. Yeah. Boom. All right, let's move on. Last thing. Cheer A to Z. This is this part of the show where I give you guys a coaching tip. With the letters of the alphabet, we did A. Let's see if I have these memorized. We did A, use the word and instead of but. B was, I can't remember anymore. Oh, I bring in information. C was you got a cold call, so don't wait for kids to raise their hand. D was dance at the beginning of practice. And E stands for execution is king. Execution is king. Man, what's that mean, Jason? Guys. Coaches out there and for parents who want to understand the score sheet. <laughs> that was funny. Um, I want you, I, that actually ha- wasn't how I was going to start the sentence. I was going to say for parents who want to know when their kids, when when things get watered down, and I thought about that and decided to throw it in there. So, all right. 
enough mom. I really hope that parent isn't a part of our gym. And if she is, not that I hope she's not a part of our gym. I just hope that she's not offended at how how much I went in on that statement. And I hope I don't have to That's why I kept my mouth shut. There you go. Hey, that's a good one. So anyway, if you are a part of our gym, I love you. I just don't think parents understand the score sheet. It's just, it's hard for me to believe <laughs> that parents don't understand the score sheet as much as coaches struggle with it. So anyway. Execution this is, is yes. king. No, I'm going off of my rant. This is so, and I can talk about this for days. I just had a prominent coach, a prominent coach in our industry, prominent coach in our industry. We were talking the other day on the phone. Hey, Jason, when the score sheet says this, what does this mean? Right? I said, well, this is how I interpret it. Okay, yeah, we're great going back and forth on the interpretation of that. So it when when coaches, it's, this is a great coach, right? Prominent in the industry, right? When coaches who have had success, especially the success this coach has had in the industry, right? Any competition, you name it, he's won it. And and then, you know, this coach has questions on the score sheet, then everyone should have questions on the score sheet, right? So anyway, execution is king. So what's that mean? It means that when it comes down to, especially on the, this is, it's always been execution is king, but especially on this new score sheet, man, I got one more thing, guys. Never mind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get off. I'm not gonna kill this horse anymore. But especially on this new score sheet, the United Scoring System. On this new one, execution is like beyond, beyond, beyond king. Like, so coaches will call me, text me, whatever. Hey, Jason, we need a. Uh, I need your opinion. Which one of these stunts should I do? Should I do this stunt or should I do this stunt? Should I do this tumbling pass or this tumbling pass? My answer to them always is do whatever's cleaner. Whatever is cleaner, whatever your kids can do better, that's the one you need to do. The score sheet is so heavily weighted towards execution that it's not even a question on what to on what to do. Execution is just flat out king. So one, you need to learn how to clean your athletes. And two, when when there's a question on what to do and what not to do, you've got to go with what is going to execute better and stop holding on to those difficulty points for dear life and do what's going to hit and what's going to hit clean and do what's going to hit and what's going to hit cleanly. So execution is king. I could go on and on and on and on about this. I could tell a story, but I'm not sure if I should. I guess I could. We got time. Do we have anything else to talk about? Because I can tell a story if I want. I don't have anything. All right. We got, looks like we still got some time before the hour. So I'll tell this story real quick. Last story. So um, very true. Because usually here's what happens with coaches. Usually with coaches, coaches are scared to water anything down because they are just so afraid of what's going to happen on the difficulty side of the score sheet. We just always imagine as coaches that if we water this down, if we take that out, that our difficulty is just going to totally plummet and we're going to lose the competition because we took out 
you know, the heel stretch or we took out the, you know, the tumbling or whatever that we're just going to lose all our difficulty points and we never focus on the other side of the score sheet was his execution. So, years ago, 2019, we, senior three, we're doing round off, back handspring, half turn, round off tucks, right? Round off, back handspring, half turn, round off tucks. We had a grip of them. You know, it was our squad pass or our mass pass all together synchronized, right? And every competition, and we drilled it every day. And every competition, they kept calling us on synchronization. We kept getting synchronization deducted on our score sheet. And it was killing, and something random would happen here, and then something else random would happen here, and something else random would happen at this competition. And we kept losing. And this is back when if you lost a driver, the first driver was a 0.2 driver. Right now, if you lose a driver and it's not that big of a deal, it's only 0.1. But back, it was a first year driver. So that driver, if you lost synchronization, it was an automatic 0.2. And so every competition, we're losing 0.2. And every week, we're going back in the gym, working on synchronization, working, drilling, drilling. But something always happened in competition. Anyway, so we get to the end of the season. We have our scores in our, um, you know, our numbers for on the spreadsheet. And we're averaging a 4.8 in execution. And we're averaging a 4.8 in difficulty. So running tumbling difficulty is a 4.8. Running tumbling execution is averaging a 4.8. And I remember asking Ashley. Oh, before that, we go to Encore in Vegas. And we're warming up. We're in the warm-up room. All right, guys, go ahead and warm up the round of tucks. Just, we're just warming up. Go ahead and do round of tucks all together. Five, seven, eight, one. Right, they land. They're beautiful. And I remember thinking to myself, <clears throat> man, those were just beautiful. It looked easy and effortless just doing the round of tuck. Like, man, we just need to really do those round of tucks. That just looked easy. And... I remember telling Ash, so we're going over, we have 4.8, right? 4.8 and a 4.8. And I go, hey, Ash, what do you think the lowest, if we just do round off tucks instead of the, the combination pass, what do you think the lowest our score could drop in running tumbling? So, uh, you know, I think the lowest it could drop is to a 4.7 at the lowest. It won't drop anything lower than that. And I was like, yeah, I agree. I think the lowest it could drop, if it dropped at all, would be a 4.7. I was like, but we would like guarantee ourselves the synchronization driver. We'd for sure get a 5.0 in all of our drivers and we'd still, we'd be up one tenth, right? And we're heading into the summit. So every 10th counts. Mm -hmm. So, and we'd be up one tenth if we dropped one there, but gained two there. Right. And so when Brendan came back to do our summit revamps, we changed it to a round off tuck and it was round off tuck, right? And moral of the story is we got our 5.0 in running tumbling execution and our score did not drop. We got a 4.8. So we still got a 4.8 in running tumbling, even though we took out all of those combo passes. We got a 5.0 and we ended up winning the summit by less than two tenths of a point, right? So the difference right there, but we were, but coaches I feel are so scared to, water things down because they're afraid of what's going to happen on the difficulty side that they completely mm -hmm. ignore the execution side. And a lot of times judges don't, and this year will be a little bit different 
because of the way the score sheet is is formatted this year with you'll know exactly what your score is. But even then, you know, execution just has so much of an impact on the score. It's always best to weigh on the side of execution. So anyway, E, execution is king. Um, Yeah, guys, if you want to submit a question for the question of the week, do it in the show notes below. If you want to fill out the survey, do that in the show notes below. You want to read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, that link to the Amazon is in the show notes below. If you want to get your nails done by B dot more triple underscore, hit her up on the IG. If you want me to come out to your gym, work with the athletes, do a coaches clinic. Guys, I've been loving these coaches clinics. They have been awesome. Holla at your boy. But I don't know. We got anything else, B, besides all that? I don't think so. Guys, leave us a voice memo. And yeah, so, all right, guys. Well, Fill out the survey. it's been real. Yeah, do it all. <laughs> do it all, party people. All right, guys. That's, that's it. Till next week, guys. Five, six, seven, eight. We're out. We're out. Gym owners, directors, coaches, can you relate to this? You say to yourself, this season is going to be different. We're going to get all of our teams on the same page. Or maybe you're saying, we're going to get all of our coaches on the same page. You look out as the teams are practicing or maybe as they are competing and you know you can do more. Let me help you. I work with several gyms, large and small, each season, whether it's the summer and we do a coach's clinic or a stunt camp, or it's during the season and we do an in-person routine cleaning. I even do routine video reviews if you're just looking for some thorough feedback of the routine. You send me your routine and I send you a video back of your routine with everything I would fix and how I would fix it. Teams I have worked with have gone on to be world champions, NCAA all-star champions, NCAA collegiate champions, summit champions, and D2 summit champions. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can reach me via email at jasonlarkins at me.com or you can DM me on Instagram at jasonlarkins. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a quick favor, hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason. Thanks for listening.